0: Hello, everyone. This is Scott Shell, and this is the Ben Barry Podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Citra Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. You can find me personally at Shell Radio on Twitter. On this week's show, we'll be talking about some NFL football as the San Francisco 49ers have a matchup over the next few days. Before we do all that, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the football field once again. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more props, odds, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football-related. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. Bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Betting Barrier Podcast. Now, before we went on break, we previewed what we're doing with this week's show, once again talking about the 49ers because they are still alive. We are currently in the semifinals, in other words, the NFC title game. And the Niners are still kicking as they ended up beating the Green Bay Packers last week. Pretty thrilling game there. As for us, we ended up splitting. We lost with Green Bay, minus five and a half. But we did win with the under, which was really never in doubt. Crazy game. I'll go through that and the Rams game of what and talk about what we noticed there and how that might translate into what we will see on Sunday. But, of course, starting off with the Niners because this is a Niners podcast, Uh, looking at how that game went against Green Bay, it wasn't pretty, but once again, they're still here. They won 13-10, they had zero offensive touchdowns, and yet the special teams came through as they had a blocked field goal to end the first half, and they also had a blocked punt for a touchdown in the fourth quarter. So the Niners offensively, To go through the numbers, I'm going to warn you now, they're not pretty. Uh, They were, in fact, awful. Uh, They had 212 total yards of offense. Garoppolo had 131 in passing. Zero touchdowns, one pick, sacked four times. QBR of 11.9. Elijah Mitchell, 17 carries for 53 yards. Debo Samuel, 10 carries for 39 yards. But he did have the very important third and seven handoff conversion which set up Robbie Gould for the game-winning field goal. Uh, As a whole, though, the Niners averaged 3.7 yards per carry, and looking at the receiving core, George Kittle had 63 yards on four catches, Samuel had 44 yards on three receptions, and Mitchell had 18 yards on three receptions. So once again, nobody on the Niners really did anything offensively, but it was good enough. And the main reason why, this defense, which was ridiculous. There's really not much else to add when you shut down the opposing offense, holding the 10 points on, oh, in Lambeau Field. Rodgers is going to win the MVP, and yet you held the MVP to 225 yards, sacked him five times, QBR of 19.4. It was a hell of a job. And you're talking about when Green Bay scored a touchdown on the opening drive, Niners punted, then the Packers are driving again, and you think for a second this game might get ugly. The Packers might start rolling, the Niners couldn't move the ball, and then they forced the fumble, Mercedes Lewis fumbled, and that really shifted the entire momentum of the game. The Packers scored three points the rest of the way, and I don't really have much more to add. It was one of the best games the Niners have played defensively, I'd say, in a long time. And you want to look at the actual sacks, uh, Armstead had two, you had Bosa with two, and Abukum had one. So, those two guys up front, though, with Armstead and with Bosa, took over the game. There really wasn't much more to add. Bakhtiari was ruled out late for Green Bay. They desperately could have used him, because Bosa was just a freight train. Uh, But... That's really all i got to say about the game itself. Robbie Gould still never missed a a kick in the playoffs, which is wild to me. He's never missed a kick in postseason play. But he was very good, even just – I don't have much more to add. I feel like the offense will obviously need to play better, but it did start snowing midway through the Packer game, so weather played a factor. But special teams was great. Defense was great. The offense stunk. But Garoppolo did lead his team to the game-winning field goal drive. So when two of the three sides of the ball play well and the offense struggles but you're still elite, at least comparatively speaking, special teams-wise and defensively, it's a hell of a job. Great team win. It was gritty. It wasn't pretty. But it was a nice job. And now, as a result, they are going to keep playing. And the Packers have another disappointing playoff loss with Aaron Rodgers. But... Now, on the other side, you have their division rival, the Los Angeles Rams, for the third time this season because the Rams ended up upsetting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the other divisional round game in the NFC. Now, this game was really a tale of two halves because the Rams led a 20-3 at halftime It should have been 23-3 or 27-3, but Cam Akers fumbled at the one-yard line in the final minute of the first half. Then you had the wheels come off for the Rams after they took a 27-3 lead because the Buccaneers then scored 24 unanswered points, including a touchdown run with 42 seconds left. And then Cooper Cup happened and two big completions to him resulted in a field goal for the win and the Rams ended up winning the game 30 to 27 so to go through the numbers here for the Rams offensively Stafford was phenomenal and you can make an argument that through the statistics through the statistics this season regular season wise he had comparable numbers to Jared Goff But this is easily the best game that a Rams quarterback has had in the playoffs since probably Kurt Warner. It's been a long time since the Rams had such a fantastic performance. Stafford, 366 passing yards, two touchdowns, no picks. The no picks is the impressive part as well. Sacked twice, QBR 67.7. Besides that, you had a ground game that did nothing. Cam Akers, 24 carries, 48 yards. Stafford also had a rushing touchdown, so he had three total touchdowns. But I can't really blame the Rams for struggling against the run when Tampa is one of, if not the best, run defense in the league. So you kind of expected them to have to throw the ball. And look at the receiving core. Cooper Cup, nine receptions, 183 yards, one touchdown. It was wild just how wide open he was in that final drive he had the 70 yard touchdown in the third and 20 where they just blew a coverage on four verts, but cups phenomenal. He's going to win offensive player of the year. And I don't have much more to add. He's just so good. Now looking at everyone else. Odell was solid 69 yards, six, ca- uh, six catches. So he was good. Higby at 51 yards. Van Jefferson didn't do much. Uh, Blanton had the first touchdown of the game, two catches, 18 yards and a touchdown. So as a whole, The Rams really only move the ball through the air, but against Tampa, that's what you have to do. So expect them to try to run the ball a little bit more because they still ran it 30 times in that game against Tampa Bay. Now looking at the main issue the Rams had, it was ball security because Cam Akers fumbled twice, Cooper Cup fumbled twice, and Brian Allen fumbled twice, and Brian Allen fumbled once If you remember, he's the center. He's the one who snapped it over Stafford's head. So four lost fumbles kind of sums up why the Rams almost blew a 24-point lead in the second half, but they held on, and a big reason why was the defense. Now, Brady's numbers at the end were pretty good because there was a bunch of garbage time, and Mike Evans had that 55-yard touchdown in the fourth quarter. But Brady finished the day with 329 passing yards, One touchdown, one pick, sacked three times. So those numbers don't sound that bad. But his QBR was 14. He was awful. There's really not much else you can add. He was good down the stretch. But when the Rams kept fumbling the ball in plus territory and Brady kept inheriting short fields, then I do have to put a caveat on some of those garbage time numbers. But Brady had a QBR of 14. Uh, He wasn't very good. You look at the ground game, Fournette had 13 carries for 51 yards, two touchdowns. They kind of had to abandon the run because they were trailing by so much, but Fournette did play well, so the Rams off to do a better job of bottling up the running backs. As for the receiving core, Mike Evans pretty much torched Jalen Ramsey for almost the entire game. He had eight catches for 119 and a touchdown. He only had 60-something yards. Then you had the 50-yard bomb or the 55-yard bomb for a touchdown. But it seemed like the story of the game – was really just the Rams' defensive line and how easily they were able to pressure Brady and force him to making mistakes. I said they sacked him three times. They also recorded an interception. As for the interception, you had a nice catch by Nick Scott who undercut a route there, and that was a pretty solid play to end the first half. It resulted in no points because you had the fumble by Akers, but it was still a very nice... Or was it the fumble by Akers? But I'm, I might be confusing drives, but... They had a nice interception there in the first half. Besides that, you had a strip sack by Von Miller, who recovered the fumble. So Brady had two turnovers, and to go through the actual sacks, Von Miller, I mentioned, had the strip sack. Leonard Floyd had one, and you also had Aaron Donald, who had one. Oh, you're looking at the actual QB hits. Donald hit Brady three times. Miller hit him once, Floyd hit him once, and Akaronko... Um, Hit him once. I'm going to butcher that name every time. But either way, uh, the Rams' defense did a great job, and they were gassed in the second half when the offense kept turning the ball over. So nice job by the Rams for getting it back together after they blew the game. But now the Rams are a home team in the NFC title game, despite being the fourth seed, which is the first time that's happened since the Arizona Cardinals with with Kurt Warner. Uh, ended up making the Super Bowl and losing to the Steelers. So to go through this matchup, I feel like we got to start off with the actual regular season matchups between these teams. The Niners won both. One of them was a lot easier than the other one. They played in San Francisco earlier in the season, extremely earlier in the season, and the Niners destroyed them. They took them behind the woodshed. They won thirty-one to ten. Game was really never in doubt. You had a pick six there uh, against Stafford. Yeah, it was really one-way traffic. Then you had the Week 18 game, where the Niners were getting destroyed in the first half. They were trailing 17-3. to The Niners needed to win in order to get into the playoffs in the first place, because the Saints had won, and the Saints would have been in had the Niners lost. And then the Niners woke up, outscored the Rams by 14 points in the third quarter, out, uh, they ended up tying in the fourth 7-7, seven seven, and then the Niners had the game-winning field goal in overtime to win 27-24. to 24. So, now we've gone full circle. The Niners beat the Rams to get into the playoffs. Now they need to beat the Rams again to make it to the Super Bowl. You look at the current number here. The Niners are plus 3.5, and, and the total is 45.5. And, and for this game, one important trend that is worth mentioning... Sean McVay in his career is 0-6 against Kyle Shanahan and, of course, 0-2 this year. I feel like that's kind of a shocking fact just because of the fact that McVay is actually a really good coach. I think Shanahan's a good coach too, but you're looking at – I saw this graphic on ESPN the other day. You had a couple of coaches' career who are 0-6 against an opposing coach. And it was the likes of Nagy against LaFleur. It was Flores against McDermott. It was Fangio against the Chiefs. The thing in common with all three, of course, is elite quarterback play. One is Allen, one is Rodgers, one has Mahomes. But then you throw in the Rams with McVeigh, who are 0-6 against Jimmy Garoppolo. And that is definitely the weird, I'd say, black sheep. Of that actual grouping, just based on the differential and quarterback play. But if you're going to give me three and a half with a coach that's six and oh against the opposing coach straight up, I'm going to take the three and a half. So I'm going with the Niners plus three and a half. I expect it to be a very close game, similar to the second game that we saw in the regular season where it should come down to the wire. Potential game-winning drive. I think it'll be a field goal game one way or another where the Rams either win by three or the Niners win by three or potentially on a game-winning kick. But three and a half seems a bit too rich. And for the total, I'm going to go with the under because I do think that the one telling part about the second matchup, or even just the first matchup as well, was that the Niners' defensive front made life miserable for Stafford, especially in the second half of that second game. And I do think that Stafford's going to struggle. I think he'll throw a pick or two, but Garoppolo with the injured shoulder and the injured finger has not been able to throw the ball well either. So I expect to see them try to use Mitchell, try to use Samuel even more in the backfield. He might get 10, 15 carries in this game because he's fully healthy once again. Uh, I know he was injured a bit in the Packers game, but he was a full participant in practice. So no worries there. But I do think you'll see a defensive grind between two teams that are very familiar with each other. I think this game should finish somewhere around 23-20. But I do think the Niners will find a way to get the job done. And I think they're going to go back to the Super Bowl. So for me, I'm going to go with the Niners plus three and a half and the under 45 and a half. But that has been this episode of the Betting Barrier Podcast. Bye, everyone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early,